Live from the horrible Huntington Beach hellhole. Coming to you from the last homeless free zone in Orange County. In the morning, Nathan Penetration. In the morning, Brian Black. So I had a, a new LaCroix. It's called Limoncello. So that's like a lemon lime, I'm guessing. It tastes like the Muffin Man shit in your mouth. <laughs> okay. It tastes like a muffin or a cake or something. What is a limoncello? Let's consult the book of knowledge. Looking it up. It's an Italian lemon liqueur mainly produced in southern Italy. There you go. But it tastes like muffins? Mm-hmm. Or cake. Bizarre. Yeah. And it's kind of unpleasant. It's strange because it, it's artificial. Mm-hmm. The flavoring tastes like it's fake. It's um it hasn't passed the uncanny valley of food artificial of artificial flavoring. Okay. Like watermelon doesn't really taste like watermelon, but there's a characteristic of artificial watermelon that's in normal watermelons, but it's clearly artificial watermelon. This limoncello is so close to being limoncello, but it's it's not. Yeah, it's limoncello essence. That's what makes it taste like shit. Hmm. Uh, I just got off of the one of the best games of Insurgency that I've had in a while, and I did it on my own instance. And all these years I've been playing this game, using other people's servers, never took the time to sit down and try and figure this all out. And I, I sat down, I dedicated like a whole day to it, and I put it all in Ansible. And at some point I'll release it. Uh, I just need to clean it up, sanitize all my configuration files and stuff. Um, and I'm paying a consultant to teach me how to use um, AWS Systems Manager to do like a cloud-native Ansible execution. So I'll be able to query that with curl if I want because it'll give me an API endpoint that I can hit over the web so I can make a Siri shortcut to do things on my server. That's cool. So I can make a Siri shortcut, curl the API endpoint, execute something in Ansible to do something for me. So I'm going to figure out how to uh, like disable voting. That was a thing I needed to do today and I didn't know how to do it by the command line. But if I can make a Siri shortcut, uh, reach through the internet and execute a command on my server, that would make things easier for me. Basically, some dirtbag decided to vote to scramble teams in the last 40 seconds of a round. <laughs> so the vote hey, wait, passed. Hey, actually, oh my god, it passed. That's the funny. vote passed, and you would think, by default, it would just change at the end of the round because there's only 40 seconds left. No, no, no. The vote passed and the round ended. I wanted to flip so basically, the table. So did you go from winning to losing? No, we, were, we still won. Okay. We still won 3-0. We crushed them, but um, it angered me enough that I want to pay a consultant 
to show me how to do this by voice. Well, he's not showing me how to do this by voice. He's showing me a component of it. I'll make the series shortcut at some point. But when it comes to the game stuff, it's like the lowest priority. It's totally unimportant to me. So I may or may not get it done in the next year. We'll see. So far, I don't know if an insurgency will have any players left in a year. There, <laughs> there's consistently over 700 players nearly every day. It's a whopping number. Yeah, well, that's about I, how many are in their new game, Insurgency Sandstorm. I'm talking a classic Insurgency. Yeah. Not the mod, but the commercial game. It's about how many players are in Quake Champions, too. It's uh, really unfortunate that the only game, only like shooters that are thriving on PC are like Call of Duty. Call of Duty, Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike is like permanently cemented at number one in Steam charts. Like that'll never change. Um, <clears throat> I think TF2 still going strong. I think they still got like 300 to 500k people playing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, let me pull up the Steam charts. I think that they changed their business model for the better, where they made the game free, and then they tried to figure out how to monetize, uh, like people's hoarding impulse or, or something. Or scarcity impulse, something like that, or, or just fashion. I don't know. It's like all of those things. I was way off, by the way. The peak players for today was eighty nine thousand, which That's is still, still a good amount. Channel, yeah. Link to steamships.com. Oh man, it's like fifteen years old, probably. Yeah, it's like two, I think it's like two thousand six or two thousand seven. I think that's how you do PC gaming. You make it a platform for like ten years. Well, it runs really well it's super easy to host servers for it's extremely moddable there's so many custom servers in that game yeah all of those um, things make a magic game and it has the uh the what, what was that it's firework oh they're still you, going like, off banged your cup on the table or something those might be gunshots <laughs> um but TF2 has got like the the cartoon aesthetic too, so there's that yeah. and the comedic element. But um, Dota 2 has 699,000 today peak, and then Counter Strike Global Offensive had 927k today. Wow! And they basically solved cheating in that game. Uh, yeah, pretty much. They used machine learning to play back people's kills and then basically match them statistically to the pattern or the the response to somebody shooting somebody in the game to see whether or not they were using a, an aimbot and then humans review those uh machine learning ratings so they can review the 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 shot and say yes or no right it's a genius system they don't have to install any spyware on your system What's that Chinese game that does that? Uh, that I'm going to uninstall. Uh, Valorant. Rootkitted. So why are you uninstalling it? Uh, the other fags aren't playing it anymore. And yeah. it has like this... There's something abrasive about it that I don't like. It's, it's like Counter-Strike, but there's... It's, it's hard to put my finger on. It just feels like a fraud. Like it, it doesn't feel like a. Um, 
and the monetization in it is beyond pathetic. Um, Feels like a fraud. What does that mean? It 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 borrows too many elements from. It it takes the core gameplay from Counter Strike and then it pulls elements out of Overwatch and infuses them together. And I don't think it does it very well. Like some uh. of the character, some of the characters play well. Like some of them feel good to play with, and others feel like complete garbage. And uh, the tick rate's weird in it too, which also reminds me of Overwatch. It's all custom um, for me, baby. I got it running at 128. Good to go. Custom yeah. servers. It's all about custom servers. Fuck this 10 cent game and Overwatch where you and, can't run your own servers. And I don't want to support 10 cent. I don't want I don't want to have their shit on my machine anymore. So now don't worry, you'll be tithing soon enough. They'll come across the Pacific for you. I got a voicemail. I posted on my Steam profile, uh, fuck the CCP. I'm waiting until I get a message from Valve about that. Wait, did you I see? Did you hear that voicemail? Ooh, Tell your story. One. I'm trying to pull up the voicemail. Oh, no, I've... Because uh, when you post on the Steam forums, uh, whatever you change your name to is publicly displayed on the Steam forums. So you could put something really offensive as your Steam name and join a game and you're probably going to get away with it. But as soon as you post something on the Steam forums, then Valve will just, they'll just blank out your name. And I've had that done twice because I had some really offensive names in the past. They also have direct links to your Steam profile on the for Steam forums. So if someone doesn't like you, they can click on your uh, to view your profile, and if you have something in there that they don't like, then they can report you for it. So, I've had the Michelle Obama has a penis thing. I recently changed that. I now I said uh, Michelle Michelle Obama has a dong. Wait, I gotta read it. Uh, I was reading your Steam profile, and I was I mean, I you have some quote or something. And I was reading it, reading it, reading it. And then it ends, and then it ends with. Michelle Obama has a penis. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Michelle Obama has a dong and is formerly Michael LeVon Robinson. That's what I came to. <laughs> All right. I found the voicemail that I received. This is a number yeah. I've never used for anything. I gave it to uh, the Census Bureau or something. Okay. Do you hear the song in the background? Play it again. It was kind of hard for me to hear. Okay, one sec. I need to type in this the song so I can pull up the lyrics. Um. Uh, now I can't type. I'm off by one. All right. Uh, Ain't no a, mountain high yes. enough. Yeah, but it was like a remix version of it. Oh my god, it's playing. Oh, it's so music. loud. There, sorry. Yeah. Uh, ain't no yeah. mountain high enough. Ain't no valley low enough. Ain't no river wide enough to keep me from getting to you, babe. Yeah, that's that's uh, some messaging. the soundtrack of this <laughs> this voicemail. Yeah. That number has, Subtle it's a new number because it came from a block and I buy up those numbers because they don't get spam. And 
It's never received a phone call ever until that one. It's a generic get, one. I get the the calls. They'll be from like Fullerton. It'll be like uh. Because you know how most of the time that the caller ID on the iPhone will tell you what area it's coming from. Uh, and it says Fullerton. And then I pick it up and it's like a 714 number. And it's all like, I don't know if it's Chinese or Korean. But I get those frequently. And uh, yeah, I. Speaking of, might as well segue into it. Um, T-Mobile uh released uh their this thing called scam shield which i enrolled my phone in by uh today by the way i have no idea so well i was gonna say i have no idea whether it's in effect or not because it says that they're processing it but i uh like i'm like i'm making a call you dial pound six six two pound and then start the call and then immediately you get this full screen like it completely takes over the whole entire screen message stating that uh you've been enrolled in scam law or scam shield and they're processing the requests that's very strange yeah but it'd be nice if this actually works out because this is a free service at&t and verizon charge you for the, the equivalent of this on their end um so I don't get direct calls. So it's pretty well, rare yeah, that I ever you, get Because you use your yeah, you use your Google Voice number for everything. That's why. Yeah, I use forwarding services for everything. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't do iMessage through that. No, you just uh uh you validate an email against your iCloud account, and that's an iMessage address. Okay. So there's technically they can re- they can usurp the whole phone number system apple by using emails as registration there's something sticky about phone numbers though i don't know what it is like signal it's easy to get somebody who just doesn't give a fuck to use signal something about it you know and the phone number something about the phone number makes it so that they just they'll use it they'll accept it but if you get them to use something like threema or matrix they don't get it yeah the fact that it's not a phone number they don't understand that it's like text messaging or like calling but through this app matrix is a little different though because that's more like irc yeah i was looking into that briefly the other day yeah it's okay i i like that signal has things like the client's respect uh disappearing messages which you know you're just crossing your fingers that they actually disappear yeah there's telegram too have you looked into that uh, i i've heard bad things about them there's some weird russia connection and the bad things i've heard have all been about their fake cryptography mm. and signals completely open and uh i think Moxie Marlin Spike worked on it. I think he worked on the Zolotl protocol, which is the group encryption, group encrypted messages thing. It's a hard problem to solve, supposedly. So um, I remember back in the day when I used, remember AIM, AOL Instant Messenger? Yes. 
And remember using off the record as a plugin to pigeon back in remember game. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Which became pigeon. Right. That had a plugin called OTR off the record and it would initiate an encrypted session where you'd exchange a little short value or you'd, you'd read off instead of words. It was probably just some symbols, but let's just say it's words and you'd say like chicken, banana, pancake. And the other person would read the same word. And if it didn't match, <laughs> there's a man in the middle. Um, OTR always had issues. I don't even think it was possible for them to do group messaging. Something well, about this encrypting is, to everybody. And you're, this, what you're talking about right now was like, what, 15 years ago? ago? Yeah, so Matrix solves this securely. There's some weird French connection with Matrix, which makes sense because they've got a huge... Uh, their own spook country and uh, uh, signal solves it and signals Zolotl. I think it's the Zolotl protocol. I'm doing this off the top of my head, so I could be wrong on a lot of this. That's what's an integrated that was integrated into WhatsApp, I think. And then they Which also are- do sketchy things <clears throat> like they enable iCloud backups by default. Yeah. That means your phone decrypted it saves it to a database locally and then iCloud goes and scoops up the clear text and shuttles it away into their servers. For all I know, Signal probably does the same thing. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, so you don't really know. We don't don't really know if if Signal's doing doing that too. I mean, this is all... Everything really is just hearsay about or like what you're reading up on no nobody really knows how any of these companies really operate in the background or how their services truly work in theory i think people do because it's open source and stuff so surely somebody's audited them and there was a lot of that thinking with TrueCrypt. remember that the volume encryption tool you could do like full disk encryption on windows before windows had it, it sounds familiar yeah they apparently were never audited over like the 10 years of its existence. And then it stopped getting updates around, I don't know, sometime at during late windows seven. And that's when Microsoft introduced BitLocker. Then the company or the organization or whatever they were that was developing it like disappeared and then redid their website to say, use BitLocker. Uh, TrueCrypt is no longer secure and released like one last update. It basically just says that. And eventually somebody, Matthew Green or somebody. I'm trying to consult the book of knowledge. He was doing some type of university audit on TrueCrypt. Matthew Green, yeah, 2015. Very strange how my brain works. I can't remember anybody's fucking name, but there's certain topics, like very, very thin, specific, very specific things that stick in my brain. And I can't remember what I had had for breakfast. Apparently the co-founder of WhatsApp started the uh, Signal Foundation with uh, Moxie, whatever his name is. 
Yeah, Moxie Marlon Spike. It's like a pseudonym. Yeah, a Marlon Spike is that uh, thumb-like spike metal spike hook thing. It's slightly curved for untying knots for sailors. Hmm. Actually, it's probably more like a finger than a thumb. But you kind of wedge it in there. It breaks. Look at a picture. It looks kind of like a uh, letter letter opener. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it round? Uh, roundish. Yeah. 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 That way you can. It's a wedge. You can kind of. It's like a conical wedge that you can push into the the knot and open it up. Get mm. some leverage on it. Uh. I so know. I. Um, picked up a new mouse today because they had them in stock at Micro Center, and I've heard good things about them. Um, well, I'm gonna link it. Give me one second. I switched mice too. Got a story when you're done. Okay. Well, this I recommend. It's an interesting Channel mouse. Nate, link to GamingRace.com. Called the Glorious PC Gaming Race Model D, and uh, weighs 68 grams. It's like paper light when you pick it up. It's crazy how light it is. Uh, it's the same shape that the Logitech that I had have currently is, so I like the form factor. Um, okay. Yeah, it looks similar to an MX518. And the uh, software is pretty good for it, too. Software? No, I'm not going to buy this thing. Well, you don't need to run. You don't have to run the software. It's just if you want to con- uh, configure the DPI. minute. Oh. Like, if you want to be really minute with how you set the DPI settings and like, if you want to control the lighting and all that, then that's what you run the software for. Um, but they apparently, if you, on that same page that I just linked, if you see to the right, there's a model D small coming out. Uh, it's not out yet. Like they have a product status thing at the bottom and it's supposed to ship next month. It's a smaller version of this mouse, I guess, because uh, probably all the the Chicoms and the uh, Japanese, you know, people with really tiny hands. <laughs> this probably is too big for them. I mean, and for like average white guy, my hands aren't that big either. But this feels like it's it's a good size. I'm just curious how much smaller this small is going to be, because it's even lighter too. It's 61 grams. Is that a thing that you want in a mouse? Do you want the cable attached to it to weigh more than the mouse itself? I like, I used to like the the weight of certain mice. Now I just don't want like any like stress on my wrists or my forearms. I just like to like, just like just gently move the mouse around and have no resistance. Do you have RSI issues? Um, I get elbow pain. Um, like I have to use like uh like when I'm at work I have to use a wrist rest like one that moves around with my arm, um because at work I have to use, um whatever was bought for me and it's a wireless mouse and it's a Microsoft mouse and it is an ergonomic mouse but it's heavy because it's got big ass batteries in it, um, so I use that at work and then at home. Uh, I just have like a Kensington gel pad that I rest my arm on. And then I bought one of these razor, you know, like they sell those mouse pads that are like, like two millimeter thin that have like the hard surface. So I bought one of those to put on top of a soft mouse pad. So basically I've got like this frictionless setup right now with this mouse Uh and 
and it, it it works pretty well it's it's nice it's like effortless to move the mouse around so do you think the elbow hurts from maybe uh playing the skin flute <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'm pumping the shotgun too much <laughs> Nah. There's something else I was gonna say, but I was saving that one up. That'd be hard. more wrists. That that's more wrist pain, I would think, than elbows. Elbows is like you're moving like, like a punching motion, like forward back. You know, that's that's stress on your elbow. So, but anyway, I got this thing in white. I like it, and it's cheap too. It's only fifty bucks. My Logitech was twice this price. I mean, it is wireless. And it's still a great mouse. I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to use this mouse with my home setup, and then I'm going to use the Logitech for my uh, laptop mouse because the Microsoft Bluetooth mouse that I use on my laptop is, I don't want to say it's a piece of shit, but it is, the tracking is horrible on it. It's just, it's a cheap $20 Bluetooth mouse and it's good for portability and is barely getting like doing what I need it to, but it's not comfortable. Uh, the stupid design, the way that the, the, the way it turns on and off, they put a button on the fucking bottom of the mouse that you literally, you don't even have to press it. You could just like have like, uh, uh, something just gently rub up against it. Like a crumb. And, it, yeah, and it will fucking turn the mouse off you know while you're what? using it. This and looks like a Zowie mouse. It's probably all sourced from the same Chinese factory. This is better quality than any Zowie mouse I've used before. I've used, I've like messed around with those mount and those mice at Micro Center because they have them like out on display, and you can fuck around with them, and they all feel like shit. They have like a a, a Cooler Master like ripoff of this mouse. Like it looks identical to it and it costs the same price and I was messing around with it and I'm like, this feels like a piece of shit and it had like a glossy finish on it too. So you get like these, your smeared, you know, greasy fingerprints all over it and it gets all nasty. Yeah. My hands sweat a lot. So maybe these holes would help, but I'd probably drip all over the inside of the mouse and just destroy it. No, it's, I think. Well, you, your hand wouldn't be sweating to begin with. That's the thing, because it's got it's my open. hand sweat. It probably wouldn't up, be sweating as much though with this. I build up a lot of sweat. I'm doing like fifty to a hundred squats. I'm just teabagging all day. <laughs> well, next time we have a land or something, I'll. My uh, hands are sweating thinking about it. The struggle. <laughs> that's a gotta lot of work, dipping gotta work on those calves and those uh those glutes yeah it's definitely an ass workout <laughs> oh man but anyway i'll bring this to the next land party so you can try it out see what you think what so you said you got a mouse what uh what'd you get so i've had this zowie chinese piece of shit what's the model number the ec1a it's the older one. I was just reading Amazon reviews and it sounded like somebody. Oh man, this thing looks about. real cheap. Uh, it's it's good. I like it. 
it looks like the Microsoft, the mouse that they just remade, the old IntelliMouse. No, uh, it's slanted to the side more, closer to an MX518. Okay. But the MX, an MX518 is more like the mouse that you showed me. Well, no, no. Um, well, maybe. Uh, the MX518 kind of has like a sharper point between the thumb and the pointer finger because it's a right-handed mouse. I'm an ambi mouse from uh, Zowie also, but I can't use those ambidextrous mice. No, they're, I can't either. They're it, terrible. It crippled my hand. I had like a hook hand for like a yeah. week after I played some games with that thing because something about the pinky, the way it was gripping, that curl. Oh, I look like you know those, from Arrested Development. You know why those ambi? <laughs> you know why those ambi mice are so popular? It's because uh, in China, you know, it's like what I was talking about before. The people that have really small hands, they have to claw grip. And those mice are better for claw grip because you're like literally lifting your fingers up and like your palm off. You're not actually really resting your hand on the mm. mouse fully. The ambi mouse is for givers. They're better for claw uh, claw grip, the ambi mice, whereas the the rested grip is your well, and also you don't really have a choice either if you're a lefty because a lot there's not really as far as I know I don't know of any like the big mouse brands I don't know of any of them that like spe make specialized lefty versions of their mice so it's like if you're a lefty you, you basically have to use an ambi yeah so the issue with these damn mice the Zowie mice they have some weird issue with USB or something on. I think it's, it might be on all of Mac OS, but the issue I'm having is over the course of a week, and it only appears to happen when I switch users, something to do with the way it like disconnects and reconnects USB, because that happens to my YubiKey. If you switch users, your YubiKey gets disconnected. And, mm -hmm. uh, so something happens where I'm assuming there's like this buildup of interrupts. I don't even know if that makes sense, what I'm saying right there. But there's this weird hardware issue where this mouse will cause enormous lag in the Windows server. The Windows server is the thing that manages all the Windows in macOS. And if I use my trackpad and I start to scroll, everything's perfectly normal and responsive. If I use the Zowie mouse, mouse and I give it a little wiggle of the scroll wheel so I can grab the, the scroll bar on the side and I start to scroll up and down, it moves in slow motion up and down, up and down. The moment I stop moving the oh, mouse, it goes, like a, it goes really fast. Like that a sounds like miles a firmware problem for the mouse. Yeah, but in fact, whatever it's doing, it's like not giving the information to the computer or something. The, the mouse, it only happens with that mouse and it causes the operating system to basically come to a, a halt until I stop moving the mouse. And then I can plug in my Logitech mouse no issues. Hmm. Well, also Logitech, I know you don't want to run that software, but Logitech, uh, they do firmware updates through their software and I'm sure they have Mac clients. Whereas who knows if this Zowie brand has Mac software. Also, I just looked up the weight for this thing. This thing is pretty heavy for a wired mice, a uh, wired mouse. The Zowie? It's 90 grams, yeah. It's like a featherweight. What are you talking about? It's 90 grams. My 
It's I think a soda can weighs more. 23 grams heavier than the mouse I'm using right now. And my wireless Logitech mouse that I've been using, I think is 100 grams. So you either have crippling RSI or delicate wrists. I don't know. The Logitech mouse that I have actually weighs more. What's this one? Oh, they have an ultralight version of that of your mouse called the EC2A. That's the newer one. Yeah, it's got like the cutouts like this mouse does. So if you oh. like that mouse. No, I'm not getting another one of these. This uh, this Logitech's growing on me. Which Logitech? It's not really clear. It says model number M slash N. Uh, so M. U zero 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 triple zero seven. That doesn't seem like that's the name of the mouse. It just says Logitech on it. Kind of weird. Uh, it's like one of those ergonomic. Uh... It has the uh, the ratcheting scroll wheel clicker where you can turn mm. it off and give yeah. it a free spin. Yeah, the those are nice. Is, I've been experimenting with this for over a week now, going back and forth, playing games, testing out the server. And no issues. Okay. Well, whatever works for you. Yeah. So, um, moving on to another topic. Uh, fucking Microsoft. They, on their Office Patch Tuesday, released a fucking botched update that basically killed everyone's Outlook installs. We got, when I came into the office yesterday, I'm not shitting you, within the first hour we had a combination of 20 calls and emails. And I had to pick up the phone and every single person's like, hi, uh, yeah, so my I'm like Outlook, right? And they're like, yeah. Uh, and then they would keep elaborating the problem like, I wanted to just have like a script ready just to read off and just like not tell them to fuck off, but like I'll I'll work. I'll fix it for you. Just go away. It was really annoying. Um, here's the uh, article. Basically, what was happening is you would launch Channel Outlook. Nate, link to it would start syncing your mail and then it would just like just crash. Like it would just disappear and there would be no error message. It was really bizarre. I've never seen anything like it before. And um, anyway, so the fix I had to go on Reddit to find a fix for it. Uh, you basically have to go to this path uh, where there is an executable that you run through the command line where you can specify an exact uh, update revision number and run that executable with and then affix the uh, uh, version number of the update and basically we were rolling back the office update to the prior version with that and I had to go on each fucking machine and then through our remote I had to copy paste send the clipboard twice for both one for the path and then one for the command to run the executable and then the uh the um the the ver the 
the update version number for each machine. It was the most tedious fucking thing ever. Ansible baby. Yeah, but all those machines would have, have to be running Ansible. And a lot of these clients are people that like we haven't talked to in like over a year. It's agentless. Like, people that we do barely do business with. So agent. But it's weird because it, it's weird though because it wasn't it wasn't it, it's widespread in the fact that it affected a lot of people but it, it's just weird that it only affected a certain subset of our clients not all of them and it's probably because they just didn't for whatever reason the update didn't get pushed to them but that was that was fun to deal with and then microsoft of course released a fix the same day so it was like i could have just told us people to fuck off and use the web app and then i wouldn't have even had to deal with any of that but because we didn't anticipate it would have been a same day fix so we kind of just had to come up with a solution but yep that was fun it's resolved now that's good um what else do i got uh did you see the video of uh, Superman building uh, a gaming PC? No. Henry Cavill. Apparently, he's a gamer. Like he. Apparently, I don't know if this is true or not, but when he got first casted for Superman, he missed the first casting call for him because he was playing World of Warcraft and he was raiding. Oh, the new Superman. Okay. Yeah. Well, the only Superman, the original one's dead. Both of them. Um, I don't know where everybody's reposted this video. It's been posted pretty widely. It's pretty funny to kind of watch him like trying to figure it out. I don't know if he's acting, but he he got it like he did it. It looked like he did a good job by the end of it. The only thing he had to fix was he put the the water cooler on upside down and like those new water coolers they have like a they have like a uh, lcd screen on them that'll tell you the temperatures and so that was upside down that was the only thing you had to fix here's the, the yeah the, he's doing like first person video and channel nate link to theverge.com yeah, he's wearing like a uh, like a head cam or something while doing it yeah, but that means they're doing multiple takes. Because when oh, they do it was the edited, face it was, shot, it was totally edited. Yeah, <clears throat> I believe he built it himself. I like, I, I believe he did it, but apparently, this is the first one he's ever built. So mildly interesting. Yeah, that's good. Um. You got anything else? Nope. That's it. That, yeah, I don't think there's any other. Oh, I. Eh. Uh, not really a big noteworthy thing, but uh, you know that uh, Logitech um key keyboard case that I got for my iPad. Yeah. They released one today for the new iPad Pros too. I'm wondering if it has the same problem that mine does where it disconnects. 
Isn't that the same problem you had with the Apple keyboard case? Yeah, that one would, but but this one's different because the keyboard will work fine. Like when it disconnects, the keyboard still works, just the trackpad doesn't. And I have to like, and it's not even really disconnecting. What's happening is like, it's still working, just the keyboard stops or the, the, the touchpad stops working. And so what I'll have to do, there's keys in the upper right and left on it. The upper left, the far, far upper left key, whereas like the tilde would be, um, it just, it's like your home button. It emulates that. So it takes you out of the app. So all I have to do is hit that and then re maximize the app again. And then it works again. It's really bizarre. And I've checked for firmware updates through the little app that they have, the Logitech app, and there's been no firmware updates. So I don't know if it's just something inherently with and oh, and I updated to iPad OS 14, the beta, and it still persists through that. So I don't know if it's I don't think it's an iOS pro or iPad OS problem. I think it's something with the keyboard specifically. Is that a connector a turd? Or is there an actual problem with the device? Like the problem you had with the Apple keyboard, does the Apple keyboard fail eventually? The Apple keyboard would just straight up disconnect. Like I couldn't use the the key, but it was it was very infrequent. It would happen like if I like had the the case closed on it for uh, for like a day and I hadn't, didn't use it, and then I opened it up, it just wouldn't work. And then I'd have to like disconnect it and reconnect it, and then it would work again for like the duration of however long I was using it. This is happening like multiple times throughout the day as I'm using it, so it's it's a different problem. Maybe Zowie makes the trackpad. <laughs> Maybe. So, I don't know. I'm curious to see how this one, if people have the same problems with the this one on the uh, new iPad Pro. All right. I think That's we're in there. Okay. Bringyourwallet.com slash join to support the show. Share the show. Check out the perks. Like the uh, next cloud instance, bringyourwallet.com slash contact for feedback and suggestions. See you next week. Sign off.